0: So the founders and their energy just makes the job feel so alive and listening to how they are so passionate about what they're trying to do is the most exciting part of the job.
1: Meet Gwen Sim. Gwen is a senior analyst at Quest Ventures who pivoted from marketing to enter the venture capital space. The alumni from National University of Singapore was previously with Green Willow Capital Management and Berta Principal Investments, where she researched tech trends, analyzed market dynamics and recommended investments in startups in Southeast Asia. She is well versed in customer engagement and business operations. As the saying goes, work hard, play hard. She's an incredible athlete in squash, basketball and many more too. Today, I'm talking to Gwen Sim about a career as a venture capital analyst and what she looks out for in startups and the opportunities and challenges she observed in the markets she oversees. Now, of course, Gwen, to kickstart, right, why do you choose a career in Quest Ventures?
0: Right, so I think there's two parts to it, right? Yep. Why one? Firstly, why VC? And secondly, why Quest Ventures? Yes. So firstly, why VC? Um, I think I got started in the whole um entrepreneurship scene um, when I first joined NOC program and U.S. Overseas Colleges. Um, so I went to New York for a year and I um, interned at an early stage startup in New York City um, where I was doing digital marketing and all that. So from there I got more and more interested in the whole ecosystem of uh, venture capital as well as the entrepreneurship scene and you know from the startup's point of view I always knew you know what kind of investors they want but I never knew from the other side how an investor will evaluate a company uh, and so i got more and more interested and i got to um i decided that i wanted to try and, and dip my toes inside venture capital so i did a summer internship um, before joining full-time at quest and why i decided to join quest was because um the three partners are very um experienced operationally and they have um you know from they have experience from the corporate side they have experience from the startup side and i think you know all three of them have a lot of things for me to learn from, and I think it's a very good opportunity, and I'm glad Quest took me in as well.
1: Awesome, because one thing I like about this place is that the partners here are not just investors, but they're also operators who have been there, done that, they can relate to the startup Mm. founders as well.
0: Awesome, so what's the whole getting into Quest Ventures process like? So, um, I mean, you apply through careers at questventures.com and then uh, hopefully your resume gets picked up by the partners. <laughs> and then, um, so you, you, you get your resume screen. Um, usually, one of the partners will take the first interview and then you'll probably go through a process where you have individual in- interviews with three other partners, similar to our investment process, actually. <laughs> and um, yeah, so. At the end of it, I think they will have to come to a unanimous decision on whether they wanna pick you in, in and pick you into quest and yeah from there just three interviews and perhaps maybe an assignment as well. And then hopefully you get in the quest. <laughs> Okay, great advice. So now what is the most exciting part about your job? So there's so many parts to being in a VC, right? You get to meet startups, you get to um do the research on the startups in the industry, um, dive deep into each of like the company's financials, operations, and things like that. But the most exciting part for me would be meeting the startups themselves. Mm-hmm. So especially for the first meeting, you can you can feel the nervous energy from the startups. You you know they are, they have so much passion and they have so <laughs> much drive to kinda of pitch and try to sell their story to investors. And I think that whole energy of being so alive and being so passionate about what they're trying to do is like the most exciting part you get to see you know how they even envision their product evolving throughout the next five to ten years uh, even though it's like very very niche right now yep. so that's the most exciting part getting to hear about their stories their back stories how the founders meet each other things like that and it's, it's very
1: interesting because each of them have their own unique ideas and i think the founding story and hearing about their purpose what fulfils them, and and, and this crazy vision that they have, which, you know, which doesn't seem like a very common thing for anybody to have, right? If they want something stable, it's very exciting also. Mm -hmm. So is it anything like what you expect?
0: So initially, no. So like what I expected was a lot of more, um, you know, financial crunching, um, doing the, the, like, mad due diligence, doing a lot of, like, looking through the financials, looking at financial ratios, modelling, um, and uh, valuation as well. Yep. Um, well, that, that that's still part of the job. But a lot of time is spent on getting to know the founders themselves. So that whole um, qualitative part of evaluating mm. a company, and that's something that is hard to train. And it's not something that you can really prepare for for the job. And it really it really mm. develops like the skill sets to evaluate a, a company, a founding team. It kind of takes time, and. Um, So that's something that I didn't expect. I needed so much you know soft skills to kind of understand and like disarm the founders also so that they share like genuinely why they wanted to start this company and things like that.
1: I see especially for an early stage venture Mm -hmm. capital it's even more essential to get the qualitative aspect of the startups well evaluated right? Sure. Awesome okay so what advice would you give someone who wants to become a VC and what skills do they have to hone right now?
0: my advice um, from all the applicants that we see coming into quest ventures I feel like the first and foremost thing that you need to do and know is to really find out what what a VC does essentially and um, you know don't don't go in because you know VC is such a such a glamorous g- yeah, sort of exclusive yeah. space and uh, something that's hard to get into but uh, really find out what they do and find out if that's something for you and I mean some people might say like um, you would have to You'll be in it to find out. Uh, which, well, well, that's true, but there's a lot of online resources that you can research on, um, videos that you can watch as well to learn about what exactly goes on in a VC. And knowing that and knowing the processes that comes with it and then understanding whether that's for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then during the interview, you can also show that, you know, you know what VC is about. You don't come in and say like, oh, I, I want to, you know, this is a stepping stone to PE or this is a stepping stone to ID <laughs> or this is stepping stone to consulting and things like that. So it's a bit... It's a bit different and it's quite unique on its own. Yeah. What skills to hone um, financials, you need to get your fundamentals, right? Um, that's, the, that's the most basic, but you also need to know and kind of understand from the founder's point of view, um, have some exposure in the entrepreneurship side of things and not just from an investor side. So not just um, um, financial kind of calculations, you need to understand what goes through the thought processes and like, how does a startup think in the first place to really empathize with the founders and be able to connect with them. And that's when you know how to ask the right kind of questions exactly. right, and
1: what exactly to evaluate, so perhaps that's why the, the partners here have came from an entrepreneurship background and that's why they can, they, they, they have put themselves in the shoes of the founders and they know exactly okay what are the key considerations of for example going to a new market, launching the business, acquiring customers, all these different factors. Some of you out there are startup founders and you may be curious, how does a venture capital assess a startup before putting their money in? Gwen Sim has been taking care of the Indonesia markets and she sees plenty of startup founders day in day out as well as went through plenty of pitch decks. Today she'll share with us what she looks out for in a startup as well as some of the common questions that she raises in a meeting with the founders. So, in general, Quest Ventures is quite psych-agnostic, right? Mm. And uh, I believe even our partner, James Tan, he says he believes in evaluating the founders first. Well, do you agree with that? And how do you typically assess a startup?
0: Yeah, definitely. For early-stage VC, evaluating the founders is one of the... I mean, it's, it is the key um, factor to consider. And how we evaluate it is really to get uh, to know them on a more personal level, on a more deep level, rather than just asking about their business. Uh, we need to ask about what motivated them, what did they do previously that's linked to what they are currently trying to solve and whether they will be in it for the next 10 years because you know, a startup's not gonna, not gonna fly in the next 2 <laughs> years, right? We need to be sure that the founders will be there um, through the startup's ups and downs and to understand what motivates them most importantly.
1: Okay, and and in that sense, right, uh, are there key things that are deal-breaking?
0: I think one flag that we try to suss out is whether the founder has a long-term vision for the for the company Mm. so most of them you know start up start out as very niche and very specific to a certain um, problem like maybe one specific thing they're trying to solve for the whole industry but if they are intending to kind of stay there and and not think of how they try to expand and how they try to grow the business and scale it as a tech business um, that's something that we try to avoid because we want to invest in scalable companies. We want to invest yeah. in stuff that can take over the whole Southeast Asia and run yes. it in one country or one specific product.
1: Got it, got it, got it. Okay, and uh, are there any startups or companies that you've personally been excited about?
0: So we've met a couple in the women's healthcare scene. I see. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm not gonna name a specific <laughs> one, but um, that is something that's quite interesting to unfold and to see how it develops in Southeast Asia, because um, you know we see a lot of success in the US um, and in the Western countries. Uh, you know, him and hers, role Romans, um, But we not we are not sure about how it will unfold in Southeast Asia in a more Asian in a more um, conservative kind of culture. So that's something that I'm excited about and to see how. The startups kind of grow and develop and build that sort of culture and mindset within Southeast Asia itself.
1: Yeah and I believe right now you're assessing things that are quite untapped in the Southeast Asian market regarding say sex health uh, and things that may be a bit more taboo in Asia but apparently in overseas market uh, it's, it's, it's quite an educational topic yeah. and uh, people talk about it all the time just to improve their health. What are some of the challenging questions that you usually ask people, uh, the founders, Mm -hmm. besides the long-term vision?
0: Right, I think another important part is the competition, how they kind of how they intend to maneuver around the competition around them because Southeast mm-hmm. Asia is a highly competitive space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know like like the ideas you have are typically not the most novel. It's something that people would be able to think about. So it's all about the execution. And we need to understand from the founder's point of view how they understand their competitors, mm-hmm. how they intend to um, beat them. Or how they intend to not compete with them in another way, especially with you know um, arising startups as well as existing incumbents. So both are very strong competitors in that sense, and we need to we need to be sure that they are they are aware of it and they are thinking about how to maneuver around that. I see. Exactly. Okay, and I
1: understand that you are you are also dealing with uh, Indonesian deals. Mm-hmm. You're largely uh, desourcing and doing due diligence on those startups uh, from that region, or going into that region, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of companies are also going into Indonesia, which is very dynamic, fourth largest population in the world. So how do you see our portfolio uh, doing well in, in Indonesia, or those companies who are entering Indonesia? What
0: are some of the challenges and opportunities? Right, I think, um... For startups who are already in Indonesia with an Indonesian founding team, it's much easier than someone from like Singapore trying to enter Indonesia because the cultural nuances, the um, understanding of the whole space and the whole country itself um, is very complex and it's very hard for an outsider or a foreigner to kind of understand it. Um, So in that sense, for other countries trying to enter Indonesia, it's much more difficult. So we try to also find um, Indonesian natives um, Mm. as startup founders to help. be sure that they they really know what's going on in the country or have like another founding member who is from indonesia okay and some challenges would be um that the different well indonesia is a huge population there's a huge country and a huge market but the difference in the you know network infrastructure from tier one versus a tier four city is very very huge and the kind of lifestyle that they lead is very different as well so like the yeah, so the, the difference in lifestyle, it's hard to kind of navigate unless you're only targeting tier 1 or you're only targeting the tier 3, tier 4. So the founder also needs to be clear on where, which part of Indonesia that they're trying to target and like, be very localised to uh, their cultural um, norms and things like that.
1: I see, every single uh, area of Indonesia has different needs mm-hmm. uh, and different uh, uh, development progress. Mm-hmm. So I think that's when all the key considerations uh, in terms of go-to-market becomes really complex, exactly. right? Awesome. And coming down to my last few questions, right, we have seen quite a lot of angel investing uh, activities in the seed market. So how is this going to affect uh, Quest Ventures' access to deal flow?
0: Right, so um, so Quest invests in from from seed stage all the way to series A and sometimes pre-B kind of mm-hmm. stage. And having a lot of angel investors, I don't think it really affects our deal flow, rather it, it kind of gives us deal flow, right? So there are more angel investors add to the liquidity, add to, um, and it enables startups who kind of require a bit more Bit more capital at the start mm. to, to, to to get started in the first place so it gives us more opportunities to get access to startups who m- might not be able to even function without angel yeah. funding at all so I think what Quest needs to do to not prevent not, not make it into a competition kind of thing but to make it like a we are, we, are, we are partners in the, for, with the angel, so like the angel invests and then when the company is ready for seed or ready for um, pre-A kind of round, then they can reach out to Quest and then we can see how, you know, how, the, how the angel investor has already evaluated the company, what their thoughts on the founder and form that connection rather than make it competitive.
1: Yeah, and I believe that some angel investors can also be come with smart money if they are strategic investors and become some sort of a board member or advisor. It, it even does the, the founders more good. Yeah, exactly. Right? And uh, I think on top of that as well, Quest Ventures has its own investment syndicates where angel investors uh, can sign up uh, to be part of our mailing list and get access to proprietary monthly deal flows where you can co-invest alongside Quest Ventures as well. So everything, uh, all the deals will be thoroughly evaluated by analysts like myself and Gwen. (laughs) <laughs> and then angel investors can come on board and uh, yeah. c- follow that around as well. Okay, thank you so much Gwen, but before we leave, what's one advice uh, to anyone who's coming in uh, to c- apply for Quest Ventures or uh, any other venture capital?
0: Mm, I think you just need to really know what you're getting yourself into. Um, research on the company beforehand, know where the partner's backgrounds are from, okay. what they have done previously, how you can relate to that and why that specific BC instead of oh I just want to apply to a BC. So it's very important to know why you're applying to this specific, why you're applying to Quest in particular <laughs> and, and yeah just to convey that during the interview as well.
1: That's awesome and if you're unsure you can just apply for an internship uh, like me, three months, six months to give you a flavour of what a day-to-day in a venture capital is. And of course, I think each company would be a bit different. Mm -hmm. Uh, At Quest, we're quite lean, Uh, small team, each person takes on huge responsibilities uh, and figure out whether that's for you, but I think an internship experience is great. Mm -hmm. So, I'm doing a NUS Overseas College Attachment at Quest Ventures, it's my first choice, and I think it's really interesting because I always thought that okay, uh, I wanted to be a founder and uh, a startup founder, but at least now I get to think like a VC, which mm-hmm. I think is so valuable down the road. As
0: well. Yeah, to have the holistic point of view, right, of the whole ecosystem.
1: Yes, that's awesome. That's all we have for our first episode of this podcast. This podcast is produced by Quest Ventures, top venture capital fund in Asia in collaboration with IMDA. Do follow us for more updates and episodes to come as well as subscribe to our newsletter on questventures.com.